Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Amy. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. We're here with Veronica today, who shares how our growing up years were shaped and identified by divorce in our family. Through the divorces, the moves, and the difficult relationships, she reflects on the many ways God protected her. But coming into adulthood and facing marriage and family herself, she's confronted with a new challenge. What should a godly home look like? Hear God's merciful work in Veronica's life. Well, I was born in southern Indiana. I spent most of my life there. I ha- When I was born, I had an older half-brother and older half-sister that were my dad's children. And then my sister was born two years later, who I've grown up with, my, my younger sister. Mm-hmm. And my parents were divorced pretty soon before my sister was even born. So less than, I was not even two yet when they divorced. So I think really when you think about my life as a child, mm-hmm. it was the theme or what my home was plagued by was divorce. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking just the other day, if I could count, <laughs> and I have personally experienced mm. seven divorces between both my parents mm. since I've been born. There are more wow. divorces, but that's those are the ones I've been around for. Amazingly, though, those are my only half-siblings. Okay, I wondered that, yeah. My dad only ever had children with one other woman, and my mom never had children with anyone else. Okay. So, so um, it was a lot of different... Step-parents, step-parents yeah. 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 And I had random step siblings here and there depending on who mm. they were married to <laughs> yeah yeah okay. um were um, your parents either one of them christians or claimed to be christians no there was a period that's of time so my, the other weird thing about my life as a child was that even though my parents divorced when i was two they married other people and then they married each other again when oh, okay. i was 10 so when my mom and dad got remarried the second time, kind of the reason that mm. my mom went for it or believed it would be better was because my dad was claiming to be a Christian mm-hmm. and that he had stopped a lot of the things that were bad in their first marriage. Mm-hmm. Addictions, mostly, were mm-hmm. things that had really been, he'd stopped. Okay. And he was being consistent, going to church, mm-hmm. and he was even um, an usher. That's what they called it in that church, in the church. And he was there when the doors were open every time. Mm-hmm. So that was one little bitty light mm-hmm. <laughs> in my childhood where there mm-hmm. was some you know, influence of the Lord coming into our home. Mm-hmm. But it was fairly short-lived, probably about the time from I was 10 to 12 to 13, about two or three years, that my dad was, that our family was consistent. Like there was something going on during that time for sure. And it slowly faded away. Mm -hmm. By the time Mm -hmm. I was 14, my family wasn't going to church at all anymore. So, How long were your parents married the second time? That time they were married for 10 years-ish. Okay. It was long, it was the longest marriage either of them have ever had. So, that time. were when they got remarried when you were ten, were you pretty excited about that? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, of course, I you're a little imagine. girl and you're like, my mom and dad are marrying yeah. each other. Yeah, <laughs> again, this is, this is like a dream come true for right. well, a you know, divorced kid. Right, like in know. public yeah. school, they have these banana split groups or whatever, and. Yeah. I'd be a, I was a part of those, and so it was part of like your identity when you're. I don't wait, know what's what a banana is. split group? It just it's where like the school counselor pulls a group of kids out and does, I guess like I don't know. At the time, 
just felt like a fun group. I got to leave class and go hang out with these other kids and do fun stuff. But it was like group therapy, essentially, wow. for divorced mm-hmm. kids, kids of divorced families. Oh, wow. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Anyway, so it was just... And then obviously the constant... My dad lived states away for mm-hmm. a number of those years. And so then I would go spend a whole summer right. with my dad and be away from my mom for okay. months. And, yeah. you know, just that being torn all the time right. between two different parents. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was really excited. Oh, <laughs> I was like, we're going to be I'm a family sure. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. How many times was your mom remarried and divorced between remarrying so, your dad? I lived with my mom all this time. And she got remarried when I was four, probably-ish, maybe three. And then they were married until I was 10. So she was only married once okay. in between yeah. my dad, right. the t- two times with my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad was married twice in that time. Okay. So the first half of that season, of that those eight years or whatever, he was in Indiana and he was married to someone in Columbus still. And that was more like the weekends every other weekend or whatever. Yeah. And then when I was seven or eight. He moved to Arkansas mm-hmm. and ended up marrying someone else. Yeah. Well, can I ask what? When do you remember thinking this divorceness is a mess, or do you have a moment when you re- realize that? I can't say that I do. I, I think obviously by the time I was, you know, teenager, adult, but yeah. I. But when I was younger. It was just my life, you it know. Just it just was, yeah. just was what it was. And I come from a f- family with generations of divorce. It's not like all my cousins were in homes where they were with their mom and dad, or right, you know, like it was normal. It was kind of normal. Yeah. So when my parents got remarried when I was ten, a lot changed. Obviously, yeah. One of the things that was kind of a my dad wanted to make sure would happen was that my mom was willing to move to Arkansas because he really was trying to have better relationships with his other two kids Mm -hmm. and that's where they were and he didn't want to leave them he felt like he had started to build a relationship with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we all moved to Arkansas so it was like that those are the only years I haven't lived in Indiana were those next four years Mm. so there was a lot of change then plus my dad really was seemingly on track Mm -hmm. and we went to church all the time and he did family devotions and a lot of the things that plague my dad in general in his life really seemed to be put aside Mm -hmm. for that time kind of in that time i guess it was actually before we you know moved to arkansas I was down there, I think, the summer before, or maybe mm-hmm. the summer before that. And my grandma, which is his mom, shared the gospel with me. And I remember it being so strange. Like, the mm. words born again, what do you mean? Like, you know, yeah. like Nicodemus's question, like, I could really identify. <laughs> like, how do, how can a person be, be born, born again? again. <laughs> um, yeah. it was, I didn't grow up with that language. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the interesting thing is, I don't even know if my grandma was a, was a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's just that in Arkansas, yeah. in the Bible Belt, uh-huh. that's you go to church on Sunday, and that's what you do, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's just I just look back at that even and think, wow, the Lord used someone that I don't even know knew him, yeah, to mm-hmm. share the gospel with me. Yeah, I think it really did start this process of me, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. learning to live for the Lord. But clearly, my understanding was quite limited. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the fact that I was only eight, right. <laughs> right. but also because 
this was the first time I'd ever heard right. anything about this. It yeah. was the planting seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't deny that when I look back at my life and I see a clear difference from that point forward. And it was long and slow and painful. And <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't have it. I didn't understand a lot from mm-hmm. that point. But I can see where the Lord just over and over kept mm-hmm. kind of plucking me out of these situations where, that were dangerous or that I could have really fallen far hard into things mm-hmm. that I maybe never would have come out of, mm-hmm. you know? So um, can you give us some examples? What were some of these yeah, scenarios? So one of the things I, I definitely, the reason why I brought up moving to Arkansas mm-hmm. was because, you know, the, I lived there from the time I was 10 till the time I was 14, which are real hard years mm-hmm. for anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but this is the one time in my life where I'm not really with people that are culturally the same as me. I didn't right. grow yeah. up in this culture. And it was very rural. I mean, right. the name, it was Prairie County. Like it was like, <laughs> that was where we lived. There was nothing for miles and miles. A lot of the things there, there's a lot of drug use. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, it's not things that aren't other places. But by the time that last year that we lived in Arkansas, there were a lot of other kids that I was getting in friendships with that were very dangerous mm. in in these ways. You know, they because were they were, in- they were experimenting with drugs mm-hmm. or they were experimenting with, you know, they were becoming teenagers and teenagers are exploring sexuality and things like that. Mm-hmm. So all of that was just coming alive in all of my friends yeah. in this rural community where all that's normal even for adults. Um, the thing that, that I remember most is I was asked to go to like a sleepover with a friend. You know, I was probably 13 and this girl's lives with her grandmother. We were staying with her grandmother that night and her grandmother basically went out to a bar and was out all night. So we were in this house by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she thinks it's a good idea <laughs> to call up a group of high school boys and invite them over. And so she does. That's what she does. She actually does it. And um, I was terrified. Yeah. yeah. But I also, you know, th- at that age and in that situation, was like, oh, you don't want to go against okay. the flow. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. So they actually, and they had been drinking, these high school boys. She ends up telling them exactly where we are. And they come. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. Thankfully, she chickened out. And when they got there, we had turned off all the lights and locked up all the doors and hid in the bathtub. (laughs) Good. (laughs) But again, it was just So that's a way you can see, like, okay, God protected me from... Yeah, so even in that situation. um, Another story, I had a friend who I was probably... I would probably say at the time she was my best friend. But Mm -hmm. she, my aunt, who's... A mainstay in that community like mm-hmm. she know, and she's she's old she just knows she knows everybody. everything and everybody <laughs> and what everything that's going on yeah she told my parents that her dad uh was heavily into drugs mm-hmm. and that she my parents should not let me go mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. and spend any time over at their house right and sure enough i don't know five years ago i found her on facebook and she had been in prison mm. for drug use, for being a part of like this drug band mm. of people. But she was my best friend. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone that I spent a and lot of time with. And you spent a lot of time at that house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
and just that relationship was horrible <laughs> like, yeah i look back now and i'm just like why did i even let her treat me the way that she did or why did i even engage in that relationship yeah. but that was kind of the caliber of right. relationships at that age in that That's place all there was mm-hmm. yeah but all of that was happening in that last year that i was in arkansas okay yeah before i moved away so you moved away though because your parents divorced no or okay so, so they're married 10 years so this is like, right so that my, the reason why they moved away was that my dad decided at some point in this four years that he wanted to go back to school and so that happened pretty soon after they got married so he went back to school and he got an associate's degree in physical therapy and so then whenever he went to find a job there was a job in indiana so that was the one move Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we made when i was a child that wasn't because of divorce Mm -hmm. um all the others were yeah but um he got a job in bedford which is just 30 minutes south of here and so i've kind of been in this area (laughs) of indiana ever since i mean i went away to college but so how many um, moves were there Well, I moved when I was two, and then I moved when my mom got remarried, and then I moved when I was 10 to Arkansas, and I moved when I was 14 to move back. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, every time there was a divorce or a remarriage, we moved. Yeah. Yeah. And then even after my parents got divorced the second time, I was still kind of in that. I wasn't home, but I wasn't not home. So then there was another move then. Mm -hmm. So when you guys moved to Indiana, did you... Did you find a church? Did you? So by then, that was when things were pretty, pretty much falling apart for my parents being involved in church at all. So we would come back, you know, we would, they would try to go to a church because they were trying to find a new church every Sunday. And like every Sunday for two months was an all out fight the entire Mm -hmm. afternoon because they didn't agree. Mm -hmm. So they didn't do that for a real long time. They just gave up. They stopped going to church. But one of the things that's, was very kind again the lord the lord did in that time was that i was able to find a family who would take me to church i mean Mm -hmm. i was only 14 i couldn't drive but i remember when i moved back to indiana i did recognize that i was in a dangerous place (laughs) where we just came from Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that i wanted to have this fresh start Mm -hmm. and i wanted to use it for the glory of the lord I didn't have to take any of that with me, like the things that I was mm-hmm. dappling with in Arkansas. Or, so you were actually at that point thinking God and yeah. wanting to live a life for God. Mm-hmm. Which was only, I mean, we had gone to church for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. So like that was on my mind probably f- partially from that too. But that's, again, it was just like I already knew that I didn't want where I was headed. Yeah. Right? Like I didn't want that life. It really was were seeds that had been planted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that the birds and the wind did not come and steal away. Yeah, which is amazing. Because they could have. It makes no sense why. Yeah. It makes no sense why I'm a Christian. Ground it didn't seem very you, fertile. <laughs> right. If you just go by rash, rationality, yeah. like, there's nothing that makes sense about it, really. Yeah. With were no you? home life that ugh, really, really fostered any kind sustained of. Sustained it. Yeah. 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 Because things were so bad at home, though. I started to just kind of submerse myself in places away from home. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the way I could cope. And and so I spent a lot of time on schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time working. I had three jobs one summer. I think it was the first summer we were there. I mm-hmm. was working like 50 hours a week at 15. Wow. <laughs> um, but it was just to be not I think, I, Looking back, I, at the time, I wouldn't have told you that's right, what it right. was. Yeah. 
But looking back now, you know, that's I just, what was going I just on. didn't want to be home. Because mm. there was a lot of fighting and just disunity. Or there was a have... lot of, a lot of it was my dad was completely inflexible and unwilling to really let anyone else inconvenience him in any way. So even before we moved to Indiana, he stopped going to church as consistently because he had to study. Everything was about his schooling. So there was one time when I had to practice for band or something, some instrument. <laughs> and he made me go sit in the the car out in the yard that didn't work to practice <laughs> my thing because it was too loud for him when he oh, had to wow. study. <laughs> so it was like 30 degrees outside and I have this cornet, which is like, you know, yeah. I can't even actually like do it because the steering wheel's in the way. And yeah. I'm shivering while I'm trying to blow on this horn. And <laughs> But any anything Sorry. at all that it was just really difficult to live with my yeah. dad because yeah. anything at all that was loud or like we weren't even really allowed to be kids mm-hmm. or to have anybody over or to, to do anything. That was probably where it started. And then it did definitely go to fighting after mm-hmm. that. And when my dad got angry enough, he could get physical. Mm-hmm. And so that was scary. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was toward my mom because she was the one he was fighting with. But it was pretty much known, like, you did not go interfere. interrupt them because yeah. <laughs> you could be in the middle of it and mm-hmm. you could be hurt. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was just pretty miserable. That happened to you sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Not near like it did with my sister because mm-hmm. it was the worst mm-hmm. after I went to college. But mm-hmm. it did happen a couple of times. So, What was your relationship like with your mom? I've always been close to my mom. She is an amazing listener. (laughs) Mm. And she is a very go-with-the-flow kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I could always talk to her about anything, even though she didn't always understand me (laughs) or agree. She never let me know she didn't agree, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) And she never, she just listened. She was really good at listening. So that, again, is just a huge blessing Mm -hmm. that the Lord gave me. Like, she's not a Christian, but... I still am incredibly close to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I had her. In the summer, you were working about 50 hours a week to stay out mm-hmm. of the home. Then mm-hmm. school starts. So then I still had you... a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So usually I would go work at the shoe store at 4 o'clock after school's out at 3.30. And then I'd get home at 9.30. And then I would have to do my homework, homework. before going back to that school the next much, day. That pretty much oh. out of the house all day, though. Yeah. Yeah, I got home at 9.30. Yeah. And homework and I came home and ate something and went upstairs to my room to to do my homework for the next day so for a while my dad had a mowing business and he required my sister and I to work for him that was miserable how how did that go (laughs) very miserable he wasn't very good at keeping track of like I would tell him my schedule and my schedule was busy but he wouldn't be able to keep track of it and then he would accuse me of lying to him Mm. And almost made me quit some of my jobs. There were times that mm. I was not allowed to go to youth group because he needed me to mow or he didn't remember it was Wednesday or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think definitely during that time, the fact that the Lord provided a way for me to go to church and a way for me to I actually be- became friends with other girls who were came from Christian homes. And I actually kind of had second homes, mm. you know, mm-hmm. where the family was a, like they were mm-hmm. a Christian family. They were from church. And so at that time, I just started to have a little more influence in my mm-hmm. life that was, as my family was falling apart, mm-hmm. I, I could go to and hang out and feel safe. And, um, and a verse I kind of remember 
being a big verse for me at the time was in Psalm 73, where it says, whom have I in heaven, but you, mm-hmm. there's nothing on earth. That I desire besides you, my flesh and my heart may feel, but mm-hmm. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else I had. Like, yeah. That was all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You felt like everything else around you was crumbling and miserable. That was a mess. So did your youth leaders and friends, were they helping you process what you were experiencing at home? And Somewhat, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it was, but there was a group of us, a very small group of maybe six or eight of the youth mm. group. And this youth group had like 60 people in it mm. that met beforehand oh, that's neat. Um, I think it was like a prayer group maybe we were praying yeah. for the service I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was but yeah. there was a time every week that I was a part of this really small group where this youth mm-hmm. pastor was leading us mm-hmm. and just a group of kids who are more serious about yeah. the Lord and yeah I remember being discipled some by mm-hmm. him and that being a sweet thing mm-hmm. um, helpful to you yeah and then I had another friend who went to that church if I ever really was very upset about what was going on at home and I needed mm-hmm. to talk to somebody, I would call her mm-hmm. and she would just let me cry and talk. And So going to the next stage, I would yeah. say, is I, I graduated high school and started dating someone. At this point, t- toward the end of high school, I was definitely just trying to find my identity yeah. in Christ. I knew that I was a Christian, and I, but I wanted to know more about what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really found a good source for that so there was a lot of father hunger in me Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. i just need somebody to tell me what i believe somebody Mm -hmm. to tell me who i am Mm -hmm. and i i know what direction i'm going but i don't quite know what steps to take to get there or and so i had applied to seven different christian colleges (laughs) and i think it was just indicator that somewhere somewhere that either christian people that i can talk to can help me Find my way through life. Yeah. (laughs) But it was definitely father hunger. And Mm -hmm. so this young man that I met was reformed and he was going to head off to Louisville for Boyce College, which is the undergrad for the Southern Seminary there. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so obviously. So you're like, okay, well, he's. (laughs) I clung to that. (laughs) (laughs) So. Just because of where I was at, I very quickly idolized him. Yeah. Like, he just became yeah. an idol from day one, pretty much. And I replaced God with mm. him in very dangerous ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, he kind of became a mediator for me to yeah. the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel secure enough in my relationship with the Lord. To just go to, to just God. To just go to God. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I kind of went through him yeah. in all these ways. And then in other ways, he was like a savior from my life. Like, I didn't, yeah. if I got married to this guy, then I wouldn't have to live with my family anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So it got really serious pretty fast. There are good things the Lord brought to me through that time because he was reformed. I learned a lot, you know, about God's sovereignty, about my own depravity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we got engaged about two years after we started dating. And that winter, when we were supposed to get married in January, it was like the week before Christmas, he called off the wedding. And it was only two and a half weeks before we were supposed to get married. So... The Lord just yanked that idol right out of my hand. <laughs> yeah. And it was quite shocking and very difficult. How did that, yeah, how did that, how did that impact you? Well, I definitely very quickly saw it as the Lord's discipline. And I started to you look. You did recognize that, that he was an idol you had made. 
I think it was like around when he broke, we broke up that I was like, yeah, I think this mm-hmm. is the this Lord. Is why. Mm-hmm. This is the Lord trying to get my attention that okay. he is, he is God and he's the one I yeah. should worship. And, and yet the Lord kept me from anger or resentment or bitterness, mm-hmm. which again, I just have thanked God for it all along. Yeah. But I never was tempted toward that which would be very easy. Mm. And I just I think the verse I just went to over and over and over again during that time was the Lord disciplines those whom he mm-hmm. loves. And so I just yeah. felt the Lord's love for me and pulling me out of that situation mm-hmm. knowing that this is in some ways proof that I'm his daughter that yeah. he yeah. didn't just let me go into that, you know. Mm-hmm. He pulled me back. In the midst of that summer, I had decided to stop my college career. I had gone for th- three years, two years, something like that. And at the end of that semester, I was just going to come home and I was going to figure something else out because our relationship was serious enough Mm -hmm. that I didn't. Plus I was having a lot of medical issues. That was Mm -hmm. another thing that was going on that year. And a lot Mm -hmm. of it was anxiety Mm -hmm. and stress. Um, And so I couldn't really continue either anyway, just because of all of that. And so when we broke up, I was living with my parents. I wasn't going to go back to school. Didn't right. have a plan to. So everything that I had been working toward for the last three years just was gone for the purpose of then being able to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do remember that first few months. I was working full time. I, I had a job. I got a job. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> uh, but just... I would go to work and then I would come home and in in the evenings I would just lay in my bed and cry for hours Mm -hmm. and just be like, what is the point of my life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like everything that I was working for is gone. And I'm laying here in my parents' house in my old bedroom that I haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, like been at for years. And so even just figuring up, figuring out how to pick up the pieces in some way and figure out what the future held, even in a real practical sense. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. am I just going to keep working where I'm working? Am I going to try to go back to school? Am I going to just finish my degree here? Am I going to... What's next? What's next? Yeah, right. So I don't think I necessarily wallowed, and I'm never going to find anybody, but it was definitely a... Now what? Back to that (laughs) identity (laughs) crisis that Uh he solved for me, that he no longer was there to... So... But that was really good for me. Because, because that's exactly where you were looking for your identity exactly. and all these other things. Exactly. So it was the yeah. Lord's the Lord's kindness again. Yeah. And, you know, that next stage of life was just singleness and mm-hmm. college and career. So um, you did end up going back to college. So I went back to Grace in the fall. So yeah. from January to August, I worked full time. And I was, that's when I really got plugged into this church mm-hmm. because we had started, you know, he started going to this church fall the fall before so i barely knew anybody when all this happened right but that's part of what kept me here too i didn't hardly know anybody but the love of the people here is so strong Mm -hmm. and so sweet i never see i had never seen anything like that even in the churches Mm -hmm. i'd been in Mm -hmm. and i was in a very vulnerable place and needed (laughs) needed god's community Yeah. yeah But even, you know, when I was getting close to people, it was just in serving families and mm. being helpful with babysitting or, or whatever. So I guess I was like 21 whenever all of that happened where the wedding was cut off. And then I was single probably for five years after that. And so that, that five years was kind of like a, a fire hydrant <laughs> yeah. just of growth 
Yeah. It, it was the first time I was really finding my identity truly in Christ mm-hmm. and, and growing in healthy relationships, you know, not being a lone ranger either, right. but mm-hmm. figuring out how to be a part of a family of God mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah, and probably the work you were doing with helping families with child care and things yeah. like that, you were giving, it was giving you the opportunity to see lots of mm-hmm. stable Christian families mm-hmm. and how healthy marriages interacted with one mm-hmm. another and mm-hmm. how they raised their children and things like that. Yeah, and then, you know, that was the Bloomington aspect, and then there was also the aspect of it being at Grace and just talking to, like, a lot of all my friends up there were Christians yeah. and ca- were in many cases, almost all of them, not first generation Christians. Mm-hmm. So learning things just from their years of wisdom or yeah. you know, not necessarily their years of wisdom, but well, the, the, the shoulders that, had been that passed they stand down. on. Yeah, yeah. that had been passed down. So, yeah. and I, you know, obviously another theme of that part of my life was just like learning to be content mm-hmm. with wherever I was and realizing that God had me in his hand. I wasn't falling through the cracks. He knew I was single. <laughs> he knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I needed what I was, what I had. I needed yeah. to be single and I needed to have this time. I mean, I can't imagine if I hadn't had those five years of mm-hmm. just being able to be single and soak in all of the mm-hmm. things that the Lord gave me during that time. Yeah, so. and actually grow in your relationship with God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if I had jumped into another relationship right away, it probably wouldn't have been yeah. any different than the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just grew in my ability to, to process things that had happened in my life. So I was able, able to heal from past hurts that yeah. I had never even processed before. Like yeah. one thing that came out pretty early on was one of my friends said, when you talk about your family, you're just so cold. And it kind of broadsided me like, mm. what do you mean? Mm. <laughs> um, and she was like, you don't have any emotion about it. Mm. And so even just softening and being able to feel mm-hmm. how hard it was or how much it hurt mm. so that I could look to the Lord yeah. for forgiveness and for mm-hmm. healing and things like that. So there's a softening mm-hmm. that happened during that time too. And it's, It was neat to hear you say, I felt God's love. You know, I knew it was a yeah. discipline of God and I, I felt his love in that, you know, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when, what I had to go off of for what a father is, was not right. that at all. Yeah. And so realizing that this is what a good <laughs> father love is. and discipline go together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took a while to even. Yeah. That was a big that was a big deal. Yeah. Really to even be able to see that. Yeah. You weren't taught that. You weren't modeled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All your experience of fatherhood is nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he was very kind. So then, but you did meet somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, so then the man mm-hmm. I ended up marrying moved to Bloomington um, to be a part of our church's pastor's college. And so... It wasn't long. He wasn't here very long. (laughs) And he started to pursue me. And I was really nervous at first. And I think a lot of the beginning of our relationship was really tense because I was really fearful. You know, I had processed enough of my past and my history to know statistics aren't on my side here. Like, Mm -hmm. I come from a family not of just... Uh, of divorce but a family of multiple divorces like divorce divorce. is what identifies my family as what it is yeah and i was also fearful because the only other relationship i'd ever been in ended in Mm -hmm. a lot of pain yeah so i just started that relationship very Mm self-protective so i gave him a hard time he had to he had to work pretty hard (laughs) (laughs) so i actually we did break up in the middle 
because I just couldn't get over mm-hmm. this fear that I had. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to continue to move forward with all of that going on. And so I still remember during the time that we were broken up, me just really processing through my fears. Mm-hmm. Like what, what was it that I was afraid of? Mm-hmm. And so like, so that I just remember going on a long drive one day by myself and for good or bad, I was reading, I think it was even before we broke up, but what did you expect by, mm. I think it's Paul Tripp. Mm. And it was, it just brings out all these things that, you know, marriage is not what you expect. And <laughs> the better you go in with eyes, yeah, wide, open. eyes wide open, yeah. the better off. So, but that also kind of just <laughs> yeah made me more fearful in yeah. some ways because sure. I didn't have the faith to meet it. But at some point in reading that, I realized I just needed to, I just needed to pray. And so I went on this long drive. I don't think it was for that purpose, but it ended up happening. That where I just, I literally just pulled out every fear I had. And I just prayed through every fear. Mm-hmm. And I just cried <laughs> and prayed, you know, mm-hmm. and and named all the things that I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. And processed through that as I prayed mm-hmm. of like, and if that happens, like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> so if, if that happens, then so what? And just realizing that the whole point of my life is not to protect myself, it's to glorify mm-hmm. God. And that doesn't mean that there won't be difficult things. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that any of those things I prayed about wouldn't happen. But what it meant was that I could still glorify God yeah. in any of those cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just being able to see that at the end of that prayer and have the Lord give me the faith mm-hmm. that you can go through any of these things because mm-hmm. I yeah. will be there. And so the verse in Job where it talks about, though he slow me, yet I will put my trust mm-hmm. in him. Just, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He is good and he is God mm-hmm. and I will trust him. And so at that point, then I was itching <laughs> for Forrest, yeah. my now husband. So I didn't know at the time whether he was just done with me or <laughs> whether, you know, yeah. whether he'd moved on or, or what, but it was... Not long after that, that he came back and asked if I would consider dating him again. And I was over the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And nine months later, we were married. Um, And it was, I was so excited by the end that there was like a week before he proposed that I couldn't sleep because I was just like, when is he going to propose? (laughs) (laughs) So so I think such a different, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing that the Lord gave me such faith mm, yeah to battle such great fear that mm-hmm. i had had and it, it was just so opposite of my first relationship where i had like that's all i wanted i, was, I wanted to throw myself into that relationship right and the lord was like nope and he yanked me out where this one was like i don't think i want this yeah. actually <laughs> yeah and then the lord was like no this is good for you mm, but yeah you can have faith in me and it will be good yeah. for you so forrest also came from a divorced home did that, Did that to scare you, fear for you <laughs> or for both of you? I think I knew. I mean, that was part of my fear at the beginning was I knew yeah. that statistics weren't on our side. Mm-hmm. And God and doesn't I'm, operate on statistics. No. <laughs> no. And I, th- I think that really is kind of the theme of my story is mm-hmm. if you look at anything in my life statistics mm-hmm. wise mm-hmm. or through the eyes of men mm-hmm. or the world, 
none of it makes sense. Yeah, you, you were saying be, at the beginning, yeah, there. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm a Christian. None <laughs> yeah. of it makes sense. And so just looking at all the blessings I have now <laughs> and really in awe and yeah. of, whoa, <laughs> like yeah. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't mm. have all these blessings. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for it except for God's goodness to me. As you guys got married, though, and started to, both of you coming from divorced families and trying to put a Christian family together, (laughs) what was that like? Yeah, it was rough to start, (laughs) for sure. I don't think either of us really knew what a godly marriage looked like, even though we, you know, the Lord was kind and he'd shown us examples, Mm -hmm. but then it's you and you're (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You have to be godly to have a godly marriage. Yeah. And so for me especially, especially the first year or two, there were a lot of bumps and it was just the Lord trying to show me what it's like for two redeemed mm-hmm. sinners to try to do life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and learning to delight in a marriage that glorifies him <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of fulfilling all my desires. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to fight humbly and with deference. And, you know, that those little practical things that you never th- think about until you are married. Mm-hmm. And no, I really have never seen another couple fight. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's godly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you fight. But how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's lots of little things like that that did, looked really ugly at first. And on top of all of that, I worked in a job I mean, so I went to school for education and I was a teacher and there was certainly a sense of me doing something to really save the children of Monroe County or, you know, just I had kind of this hero hero complex. (laughs) And so then getting married and having children and being at home (laughs) and my life's work now being changing diapers and feeding and figuring out how to put meals on the table because I had never Mm -hmm. really done that either or my mom wasn't really good at that either. So just learning Mm -hmm. almost from scratch everything. And I had always been really good at what I'd done. Mm -hmm. And now I was terrible at everything. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of opportunities to see my sin and Mm. my pride. So you and Forrest have been married for how long now? It'll be 10 years in March. And... What kinds of things um, do you and Forrest do together now? Ten years down the road now, you've learned a lot. Uh, well, one thing that we certainly love to do and feel led to do is to mentor younger, for me, younger ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> Forrest, younger men. That desire kind of started in me whenever I was still single, just realizing that that's a call that we have mm-hmm. to to teach younger mm-hmm. women. I think because God had given me so many good mentors over the years, it was just important to me that mentorship was important. Share what you learned. Yeah, discipleship's important. That's that's one thing God uses to grow people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was already something that was on my mind when I got married. And then as we did get married, then Forrest shared that same vision vision Mm -hmm. from discipleship and mentorship of younger men. And it's been really sweet to see him grow in that as we've been married longer and to be able to, to be a part of that together. Yeah, share that vision together. Yeah. One of the biggest verses that seems to just characterize everything is Ephesians three twenty, 
Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Monumental is hosted by Katie Walker and Amy Molina. It is produced and edited by Katie Walker, and it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Menzel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com.